This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1191. Two things that ruin IELTS fluency scores. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. What happens if you make small mistakes on IELTS speaking part two? What if you pause? What if you cover all the bullet points in just one minute? Find out the truth today so you're fully prepared for your next IELTS exam. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. You guys. Uh, so we're starting out laughing already. Um, we do have a fantastic episode for you today, but real fast, let's talk about why we're laughing, Aubrey. What what just happened? Oh, we went to start the episode and I grabbed a drink and was going to just take a quick drink, but it's one of those where you squeeze the water instead of putting it on your mouth and it sh- like shot into the back of my throat and went down the wrong pipe into my air tube. Into my air tube. Um, your esophagus? I guess. I I'm not an anatomy major. Larynx, I'm not a doctor. These are all parts of the throat. Um, guys, <laughs> um, we are going to answer a few questions about speaking part two today. Um, and <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. I can connect these questions because both of the questions are worried about small mistakes that could affect fluency scores in speaking part two. So we'll answer those questions. Um, This is really important to think about and prepare for, guys, because you can't start over like me and Aubrey. Luckily, we can start over. (laughs) You guys would have heard some really terrible (laughs) podcast intros if we couldn't start over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, guys, there's no like second chances on IELTS, right? That's why it is so important that you prepare as much as you can. Make IELTS your part-time job before your exam, guys. Um, And remember, you can find out like how much preparing you need to do. You can find out what your band score would be right now if you took the test. If you take our quiz and you get a five, then maybe you should book the exam. I'm going to say at least three months from now. You know what I mean? Like you need to know where you're at. So go to allearsenglish.com slash my score, take our free IELTS quiz. And we do give you materials as well that are free based on the score you get. So definitely take that quiz, guys. Um, All right. So these two questions were left on our YouTube channel. Thank you, subscribers. Um, If you are watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe. Listening to the podcast, hit follow. Uh, Aubrey, can you hit me with the first question? Yes. This first one is from from Mufu. In speaking part two, I paused for like three seconds and continued. I fear it will have a great impact on my overall performance. 
Okay. Whoops. I read the second one. This I'm all totally full of fine. mistakes today, Jessica. You are totally fine. <laughs> I'm doing that... everything I can to throw you off. You're not no, letting it happen. No, we're good. We are great, you guys. We're just trucking through. Okay. But actually, so guys, I mean, everybody can't, everybody makes mistakes when they're speaking sometimes, right? Me and Aubrey, while we're recording, we just fumble sometimes with words. Everybody does it, right? So if you are a student and you fumble, you pause a couple times for three seconds like the student did, don't worry. That's fine. It's natural. Okay. We don't expect you to be perfect. That's impossible. So if you pause for like a couple seconds in part two, I think it's fine. However, any more than a couple seconds gets awkward. What does the examiner do in speaking part two when a student pauses, Aubrey? Yeah, so if in speaking part two, if the two minutes have not elapsed yet, right, if you still have time in that two minutes, they aren't going to help you. They're not going to stop you. They're going to just wait silently for you to keep speaking, maybe gesture with their hand, or they might say something like, can you tell me more about the topic? Because they're trying to give you every chance you can to speak for that full two minutes to get everything you need, the variety of vocabulary, the linking phrases, everything they're listening for. If you stop really early, you have a way lower chance of getting it all in there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so if you have been listening to the show for a while, we did an episode about a month back um, regarding how IELTS is a lot more strict now with their examiners. And so this includes what they're allowed to do in part two, right? So that silence does get awkward. They cannot help you. They cannot say, you know, can you give me an example? Can you tell me about blah, blah, blah? No. All they can be like is, can you tell me more about the topic? Or they do this with their hands. That's it. Um, And that can throw you off for the rest of the test because then you're in your head and you're like, oh my God, terrible fluency. What did I do? Yes. And I have had students in mock speaking tests, just like you said, Jessica, get flummoxed, get thrown off a little bit and ask can I start over? And they can't, you know, we just have to say no. And that's also taking their time. And so it's really good, I think, for students to go in knowing no matter what, you're not going to be able to start new, start over. So even if you do make a mistake, don't let it throw you off. Just keep talking, right? No matter what, it's the examiner is looking at your overall performance as a whole. Like you said, if there's a little pause here, a second here, it's okay. Keep going. Don't let it destroy your whole score. Exactly. Exactly. So in order to be able to keep going and not have awkward silences, um, because really guys, you don't want any silence on the exam. Um, In order to prevent that, you need to have Great filler phrases. Um, when I'm thinking, I use so and well, but you can draw them out and it's still natural, it's still fine. So if I'm thinking, if I'm trying to think of something to say or get back on track, then I could be like, so or well, <laughs> like you could just make it longer. That's fine. Yes, exactly. I always let students know when we're talking about linking phrases, slow down, right? Yeah, let each yeah. word take a little more time, even if you're going to say something like, to be honest, I haven't thought about this in a while. Like say it slowly, draw it out, give yourself time to think of what you're going to say next. Yeah. Slowing down even just a little bit, guys, it improves your fluency score. 
because you have time to think, right? Clear ideas. And it improves your pronunciation score because you have space for intonation and stress, for expression. So it improves two scores if you just slow down a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One last phrase before we get to the next question. Um, Here's a longer one. Write this down. Rewind and write it down if you can't the first time. You could say, so, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I forgot where I was going for a second. (laughs) This is so native. I say this. Friends say this because we'll be like telling a story and then just something will pop into your mind that distracts you. Something will happen that distracts you. And so we'll say, oh, okay, I forgot where I was going. Like with this exactly. Story, this is a great we, filler phrase to use. We say it all the time, right? You're telling a story and maybe you just, you veer off a little bit and you're like, wait, where was I going with that? Yes. Anyway, and then just like get back to the story. And it's actually um, really idiomatic because yeah. you're not going anywhere, right? So right, to talk right. about your mind wandering where, you know, I forgot yeah. where I was going is an idiomatic filler phrase. So double whammy. Double whammy. Um, All right. What's the next question, Aubrey? Okay. So this is, what if you speak for one to 1.5 minutes, but covering all the points with good grammar and coherence? And that is from Psycho Venom. Interesting name. (laughs) Love it. Thanks for following. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay. Yeah. So great question. I know it doesn't seem fair that you could be marked down um, for speaking fewer than two minutes as long as you have like great linking phrases, that's the coherence, and you have great grammar. But remember, guys, there's four separate, totally separate categories that you're scored on, right? Um, So if you're using a lot of grammar structures and you have almost no errors, then yeah, you will get a high grammar score, right? Because that grammar score is only based on your grammar. However, fluency and coherence. That first category has two parts, fluency and coherence. What's the difference between fluency and coherence? Fluency is being able to continue talking, share details about any topic without long hesitation, right? How fluent are you? Whereas coherence is more about your linking phrases. How organized is it? How well are you flowing from one idea to the next? Exactly. So if you want a seven or higher for fluency and coherence, then both fluency and coherence have to like be stellar, right? So back to this guy's question. <laughs> See, I'm getting back on track. <laughs> back to this guy's question. Um, I say guy, maybe it's a girl. Psycho venom could be a female. Could be a chick. Love it either way. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you stop at a minute, right? You, it will... Even if your performance in part one and part three are great, it'd be real hard to get above a six for fluency and coherence if you were only able to speak for a minute in part two. 
Okay. You have to speak for the whole two minutes, guys, um, if you want a seven or higher. Yeah. I think okay? there's so, a message that's being sent to the examiner then when exactly. you stop before two minutes. It means you don't have more to say about that. Exactly. And these part two questions are so open, right? You're describing something. And even if you don't have more to say directly, directly answering that question, you guys have heard us say this before. As long as you have answered that question, go on a tangent, share anything related just to show your fluency that you could give details about a lot of related things to this topic. Exactly, exactly. Um, and one last note about this question, because uh, this person also asked, like, but they covered all the bullet points in that one minute or whatever. Guys, that doesn't matter at all. This is this is the problem with depending on the bullet points is you can't talk for a whole two minutes if you're only covering the bullet points. So again, if you've been listening to us for a while, guys, you should know by now that the examiner does not care about those bullet points. I only care that you are describing what I'm asking, right? Describe an event, describe an experience, describe a person. I don't read those bullet points. Those are just there to help you think of stuff, okay? But your score isn't based on covering those. We don't care. We just need you to talk for two minutes. Yes. In fact, it's a really good strategy to not even read them, ignore them entirely, and instead think of a cool, interesting story that's related that you could share. Way easier to fill the two minutes, and then you're not feeling stuck in in answering those bullets, which might pull you away from a story you could tell. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, those bullet points ruin scores all the time. Yes. I've, I've literally seen it happen in person on the exam. Um, in fact, when we give mock speaking tests to our three key students, we don't even give them the bullet points. Like, I just give them that first line. And I'm like, okay, you got to talk for two minutes now. Let's go. I know. Same. Sometimes students will say, oh, what about, can I have the bullet points? I'm like, right. no, you don't need them. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, you cannot them. have those. You don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So remember, take our free IELTS quiz allearsenglish.com slash my score. Find out what you would get on the exam, your real band score if you took it today. In just five minutes, guys, allearsenglish.com slash my score. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for chatting today. Yeah. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.